yes, I support the defund movement because this is about the the um, investment in our communities, which have historically been divested. Not only do we need to defund, but we need to dismantle and start anew. Why use the word defund? Why use the word defund? And it's like, this is the word that's coming from the streets. Look, the reality is we can't rely upon the police to provide public safety. Members of Congress are spending more money than ever on their personal security. It's a tragic reflection of the times we live in. Elected officials on both sides of the aisle have been threatened with all manner of violence. Because of these acts and threats of violence, members of Congress are allowed to spend campaign money on their safety. Safety is priority number one for members of Congress, as it should be. Uh, uh, look, one, one point on Cori Bush's, uh, and she's a squad member, of course, Democrat, Missouri, Congresswoman, where the money comes from that she is spending. It doesn't come from her own pocket. Mark Thiessen pointed this out last hour, but it, it bears repeating. It comes from her campaign donors, right? And, and here's what she had to say just last year, October 2020. We're going to defund the police and refund our social services. The police have failed at fixing themselves, so we're going to do it. Okay, so basically what she didn't add was that an overwhelming majority of people in her district can't remotely afford to do the same for themselves. And of course, Nancy Pelosi, Democrats on cue, they rewarded Ms. Bush earlier this year by naming her, and I, you're sitting down, I hope people at home are sitting down, vice chair of the subcommittee on crime and terrorism. You can't make this up. Meanwhile, in St. Louis, it also bears repeating, the homicide rate was at its highest it's been in five decades. U.S. World News report ranked St. Louis as the fourth most dangerous city in the country. Only Memphis, Puerto Rico, which was included here, and Flint, Michigan, rate worse. So what does Ms. Bush want to do? Defund the police while protecting herself. Rules for thee, not for me, guys. The activists right now are calling for a defunding of the police. The Minneapolis City Council just agreed on a bill on this. Right before I came to tape the show, there was a clip on CNN from a Minneapolis City Councilwoman who said, quote, it's a place of privilege if someone breaking into your home wants to call the police. This is gaining a lot of steam. Nancy Pelosi this morning just refused to answer if she would support defunding the police. I just want to know from you, do you support defunding and removing police from American communities. And if not, why do you think there's such a, a hard time being differentiated right now between defunding and reforming police departments? So, Megan, I think that a big part of this conversation really is about reimagining how we do public safety in America, which I support, which is this. We have confused the, the idea that to achieve safety, you put more cops on the street instead of understanding to achieve safe and healthy communities. You put more resources into the public education system of those communities, into affordable housing, into home ownership, into access to capital for small businesses, access to health care regardless of, of how much money people have. That's how you achieve safe and healthy communities. And so we really do need to understand and reimagine what and how we can actually make and help make communities safe. Because here's the bottom line. Um, if you contrast, you know, many communities which are have a heavy presence of police to middle and upper middle class suburbs in America, you will not see that presence of police. But what you will see, you will see families who have an income that allows them to get through the end of the month. You will see good public schools. You will see people who have access to health care and can afford it. You will see people who have jobs. And so 
this has to be the conversation, which is how are we going to be smart in achieving what should be our collective goal, which is that all communities are safe and knowing that safe communities are usually safe because they are healthy, healthy because of a number of things, including the economy, including education, including access to health care. And, and that's how I think about this. You know, in, in many cities in America, over one third of their city budget goes to police. Senator, I hear you loud and clear, and I don't I'm think sorry. there's any rational American right now who doesn't think that we need to take a cold, hard look at reforming our police. But there was a video that went viral over the weekend of the mayor of Minneapolis being yelled at saying yes or no question are you for defunding the police so I'm going to ask the same question the protesters asked him are you for defunding the police how are you defining defund the police well I'm not for anything remotely for that so I would ask the protesters but, the same but, thing but I assume it's I assume and again this is something that is new to me I assume it's removing police and as um, Congresswoman Ilhan Omar said bringing in a whole new way of, of governing and a law and order into into a community and my understanding again this is something that has just come into my understanding recently is that you, you would not have police officers like this Minneapolis City Councilwoman said that I would be a place of privilege if someone broke into my home and I wanted to call the police. So, again, we need to reimagine how we are achieving public safety in America. And to have cities where one-third of their entire budget is going to policing, but yet there is a dire need in those same cities for mental health resources, for, for resources going into public schools, resources going into job training and, and, and job creation, Come on, we have to be honest about this, that there is not, actually not a consensus around this, because if there were, we would actually see smarter distribution of resources. Um, how far we have to go in the fight for justice in this country. Let's talk more about that right now. The White House is taking you on for supporting the defund the police movement. But it's not just President Trump. You know, Joe Biden doesn't support defunding the police either. This morning he writes in USA Today, the better answer is to give police departments the resources they need to implement meaningful reforms and to condition other federal dollars on completing those reforms. What's wrong with that argument? Well, I think in a lot of different places in, in America, we experience very different realities with the police. Here in New York City, and I happen to represent the Bronx, I have Rikers Island here in my own district. And the New York City Police Department has a $6 billion a year budget. That is more than we spend on youth, housing, healthcare, and homelessness combined in New York City. And so the problem is not a lack of resources here. In fact, um, many folks here in our community say that the problem is the opposite, is that not enough resources are being put into the very kinds of social programming and investments that prevent uh, crime and social discord in the first place. And so what a lot of folks are talking about um, when it comes into this movement is that they're asking for the same budget priorities that many affluent suburbs already have. Well, and it may sound strange, but uh, many off affluent suburb suburbs have essentially already begun pursuing a defunding of the police in that they fund schools, they fund housing, and they fund health care um, more as their number one priorities. But, well, but why is it necessary to take the money from the police? I mean, I understand your argument, the argument you're making about expanding social services, investing in social services, but the research does show that more police on the street means less crime. Well, I think there's uh, one question that, that is interesting here is that um, when it comes to funds, it's not always just about the number of officers in the street. It's about these police precincts that have tanks, 
that have military weaponry and frankly have a degree of um, that have a degree of 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 material resources and warlike um, warlike weaponry that people ask why does a, a local police precinct have this in the first place? So when we talk about defunding, it can show up in multiple ways. Additionally, the other way that that we talk about um, you know in this is that. When people ask for healthcare, when they ask for housing, when they ha ask for education, people always say, how are you going to pay for it? And so what it's what this movement is doing, first and foremost, it's important to note that this is directed at city councils and mayors. And so you should look to see if your city is having this conversation. Um, but first, and the, and the other question here too is, I think, and I think it's a valid question for people to ask, what should be our number one budget priority at all? Does any agency uh, deserve to be funded more than almost all the others for healthcare, housing, and youth combined. But what do you so say? Excuse me, sorry. What do, you, what do you say to your fellow Democrats who say the slogan defunding the police gets in the way of the argument you're making? You've even got the chair of the Congressional Black Caucus, Karen Bass, saying it's a distraction. Yeah. Well, you know, we can't. Um, we can't necessarily. You know, I don't think we can. We can control. Um, what is happening right now in this moment, right? Our job as elected officials is to listen. Um, and we can't control what, you know, that everyone is going out in the street and saying Black Lives Matter. And just a few years ago, everyone said that Black Lives Matter pulled poorly, um, that it was divisive, that it required too much explanation. But these are everyday people going out into their community saying, this is what we want for ourselves and for our city council budgets. But, you know, I, what I do think is incredible and the incredible work that House leadership has done is that they have listened and they've introduced a sweeping bill in the Justice and Policing Act. And what Congress is trying to do is create a national registry of officers that have, um, have engaged in gross misconduct to make sure that they can't run away from accountability by hurting someone in one precinct, leaving, and then getting hired at another one. Congresswoman, thanks very much for joining us this morning.